Well, thanks to the internet, we have seen some things that we never thought we'd see. We've seen things that we wished we'd never seen. <laughs> and uh, and this is a new one. I, I never expected to see this. The headline is Brampton Foot Locker Employee Busted Ejaculating into Customer's Shoes. Jim, you say this is one of the most off-putting things you've ever seen on the internet. Yep. Yeah, you know, I saw the headline, off-putting. Saw the video of him shirtless in the storage room at the Foot Locker, off-putting. Then I saw some photos. Almost threw up uh, a couple times in my mouth. Uh, this is, Taz, you read the photos headline. Of, we don't want to go into too much details, but they were the shoes after he the had insoles. used. Yeah, he he used pulled out the, the insoles and showed the evidence. It's absolutely disgusting. Repulsive. I don't even know. That's obviously putting it mildly. But this guy is apparently was a manager... Or currently is at Foot Locker. Just kind of sorting through the the details here. But he was caught on camera. I shouldn't say caught. Because he filmed himself and put it on Snapchat. Uh, and let me let me just play the audio for you. So this is the up, guy. Yeah. Up Snapchat. You're back on another episode of Naked D-Fly in the workplace. Oh yeah. So as you can see, we're at Foot Locker here. There is nobody else here. Only my shit, and I am fully, completely, 100% sexy and naked. Yeah, so he then goes on to do unspeakable things to those shoes, and then we're also assuming that, and everybody who's read the story, is that then those shoes are being sold to customers. Obviously, he's not taking the shoes home to them. with them. He's yes. putting them back on the shelves. That is just, there's something about... Uh, these crimes with no specific victim. It's just pure chaos. Like somebody who sends a virus through email or somebody who ties a rope across a snowmobile trail. You don't know who the victim is. It's like the Joker. It's yeah. just sowing the seeds of chaos and this guy is doing it in the most filthy I, way possible. I think the Joker might look at this and be like... Whoa, that guy's a sicko. <laughs> For the first time ever, he loses his smile. <laughs> what's wrong with that guy? He's got issues. And what's this guy's excuse? There is no, there's no mis miscommunication. Like, this guy is busted unless he's like, oh, sorry, did you say Nike Air Jordans? I thought you said Nike Air Jurgens. My bad. <laughs> sorry, I'll get you a new pair right away. Ew. Oh, so there is a an outcry. People want an investigation. The police haven't commented yet. They may be investigating this. Yeah, they haven't said one way or the other. I mean, it seems like it's a it's a case served up on a platter to them. Foot Locker has said they're looking into it. <sighs> Playing with his own shoehorn. <laughs> Yeah, that's a. He looks he looks good in those uh, in those black and white stripes. Though I just think they're they're going the wrong way. They need to go from vertical to horizontal. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Nice little prison uniform. Sure. Foot he locked can't up. Be doing that. Foot locked up. Absolutely. Like, what is the the purpose? Does he have a foot fetish? It must be because I because there's a lot of speculation. This was on Snapchat, but it was likely an OnlyFans thing where he then directed them to Snapchat. Okay, so there might be people with foot fetishes who would want to watch that sort of thing. Can you put that on the application at shoe stores? Can you ask that sort of question? Do you have a foot fetish? You do. Okay, well, I think we're going to go with another candidate. <laughs> like, I don't think you'd want a furry working at Build-A-Bear. <laughs> no. It's not how we stuff bears around here, sir.
this is something we were talking a couple weeks back about a study out of um, it was University of Waterloo, wasn't it? With the cannabis, mm-hmm. yeah, the cannabis might help you. CBD could prevent COVID from getting in you. Yeah, yes, I think acts as a. Uh Prophylactic, I think is the word. Uh-huh, sure. I know it's associated with condoms, but it's whatever prevents something from entering your, your body. Yeah, so if you smoke weed or you use marijuana cannabis, according to this study that was done, it may help you um, in the fight against COVID. Well, how about this one? Researchers in the United Kingdom say that people who consume five or more glasses of red wine a week have a 17% lower risk of catching the virus. Because <laughs> they're passed out at home and not leaving the house? It could be. <laughs> what is... Okay, okay, I'll listen. <laughs> five or more glasses of red wine a week, not a day, Jim. Okay, okay. I was going to say, that's a, that's a good night watching The Bachelor right there. <laughs> Scientists believe it might be because of red wine's high content of polyphenol which is known to help with the flu and other respiratory conditions okay white wine and champagne also had an effect for all you hoity-toities those who drink one to four glasses of either of those in a week eight percent lower risk of being infected huh so that's the good news if you're huffing doobies and, and chugging red wine you're doing everything right. <laughs> You're having a great <laughs> pandemic right now. Here's the negative part of this story. Why don't we just stop right now? I felt really good about this. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim, you I know you enjoy a beer, right? I do. So you may be thinking, okay, well, if it works for wine, it's going to work for beer as well. The study found people who drank any amount of beer or cider were at a 28% higher risk of getting COVID. Yeah, right. Who trusts science anymore? This is nonsense. <laughs> you can't just yeah, pick and choose science. You had us with the weed and the red wine, yeah. but now I just now I refuse to believe that beer is not helping me stay safe. No, I'm tossing it all on the track. I trust none of it. I'm contain. I I haven't caught COVID yet, so I'm just going to stay the course, which is <laughs> wine, beer, and weed. Uh-huh. And uh, I've been good to go. Jim, you next week are going on a, a little ski trip with some buddies, your brothers, your bro- two brothers? No, just uh, just my one brother. Yeah. One of your brothers and, and a couple of buddies. And I, I know all those guys' trips can get a little out of hand. You're back at the chalet, you have a bunch of beers in you. Sure. First guy that passes out could be in trouble. Yeah, my little marker might cut the end of the socks off. Or maybe maybe you have a couple drinks and you start making silly bets to entertain yourself. Sure. Uh, This is a cautionary tale out of England. 19-year-old student at the University of Liverpool. His story's gone viral. He uh, was dared by friends in the locker room to empty two full cans of Axe body spray. It's called Lynx body spray over there, but it's the same... Same stuff. Uh, Empty two cans of Axe body spray directly onto your nipples. He said, sure, I can do that. When you spray it, it feels like it's really cold coming out of there, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, the air. So two full cans of Axe body spray, one on each nipple. He he sprayed the cans till they were empty. And then his buddy came up and flicked, did the double flick on his nipples. Terminator 2, baby. (laughs) 
Shut up. Remember when the Terminator gets shot with that liquid nitrogen at the end of Terminator 2? Yeah, and then he falls to one knee and shatters into a million pieces? His nipples flicked right off. Shut up. I swear this is a Stop. This is a real story. <laughs> so two pepperoni slices flew off this guy's chest and landed on the floor well, of the change room. I, I don't think it was like the full like areola, but it was the the pointy part of the the part that sticks out was sure. was gone. He said there was a little the money makers. There was a little bit of blood, but he didn't realize initially how bad things were. <laughs> No. <laughs> he posted a photo. He posted a photo of what his nipples look like now. And yeah, there's a definite piece missing. What the hell? So they, they get that cold. You could perform surgery. Like, that is insanity. So if one of your buddies that says, hey, Jim, I bet you $100 you can't empty two bottles, <laughs> two cans of Axe body spray on your nipples. Just be weary. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. If there's any warm beers in our in our traveling bag, I think I know how to cool them down real quick. <laughs> I also have a couple moles I wouldn't mind removed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll flick I, it off for you if you got the Axe body spray. you be the flicker spray. for me? <laughs> <laughs> People would smell you coming for the next couple days, that's for sure. But with zero skin tags. <laughs> Nothing like the snowstorm we had at the start of last week. Man, that was uh, something else. Uh, we, we were giving kudos on the air to all the good Samaritans who help people shovel their driveways, who help people uh, get their cars out if their cars were stuck. We have a kudos to give. This is, uh, this is not good. The story out of Winnipeg. An elderly woman got her vehicle snuck, stuck in a snowbank last week. And a good Samaritan offered to help. A man in his 20s pulled over, said, hey, uh, I can help you out. Got her car unstuck. Way to go. And then carjacked her at knife point. Oh, come on. Do you really need a knife to rob an old lady, by the way? Is that what it's? I mean, aside from how rude that is, the knife? Double coward. (laughs) Double coward, buddy. Damn. 20 minutes later, the cops caught up with the vehicle and they arrested the guy. Apparently, it's tough to get away in a snowstorm. (laughs) (laughs) What was that commercial a couple years ago? It was the Canadian uh, Canadian high-speed pursuit. Yeah, and it was a a cop car and a car in front of them. And both tires were just spinning. They were going nowhere. And they both get out of their cars and start pushing (laughs) their own cars. That was great. But that would be an easy way. I don't want to encourage anybody, though. But, like, you know, people are so willing to just leave their car door open when they're stuck in a snowbank. And, you know, sometimes we'll be like, how about you push and then I'll go inside. Yeah, yeah. And then if, I obviously you wouldn't do that to an old lady. She's not going to be stronger than you. But um, I could see an old lady maybe robbing your car. How about I sit in front of, in the front seat and you push? <laughs> lady! Hey! It's robbed by a sweet old lady. This is the only way that Doug Ford could have got worse publicity for, <laughs> for helping people out of the snowstorm last week. If he was digging them out with that tiny little shovel and then pulling out a knife and carjacking them. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You got a, a new Jackass movie coming out soon. And the boys are doing a press tour. Steve-O did an interview recently. And we know how he wants to wrap up his career. He wants to have a final Gone Too Far tour where he does different stunts, like getting breast implants. Oh, boy. Getting a penis tattooed over his eyebrow. 
and having a bullet shot through his open jaw. Holy, okay, so this is this will be the last, <laughs> the grand finale. <laughs> it would be awesome uh, to retire on top like that because you can't do retire this much longer. on top, you're going to shoot yourself through the face? Yeah, with breasts. You have breasts on your chest, a penis tattoo on your face, and then you shoot a hole in your mouth. I just want to be taken seriously. <laughs> but you have to. Like, if this is your career, your swan yeah. song has to be something epic. You can't go b- like backwards in extreme scale and i'm sure there is a there is a a rush that comes with doing these stunts that these guys have been doing forever right it's what they know it's what they do yeah i could see a rush like driving a, go- a golf cart through a flaming hoop or something like that but the rush of getting a 12-hour breast implant surgery <laughs> that's not like that's a that's a process not a rush years ago i we i spoke with a guy on the air and he was he was doing the the interview circuit and he had lost a bet was he canadian maybe uh, he had lost a bet and his buddies uh made him get breast implants <laughs> but he loved them he Shut said your mouth. once he got them, he got so much attention from the opposite sex. You know, he'd go out to the bar and women would be like, oh, let me touch him. And uh, he kept them. He, he only, with the bet dictated, he had to keep them for a certain amount of time. And he, he decided to keep them in there for years. He may still have them. What? Yeah, he really enjoyed the experience. So, huh. Steve-O, you know... Maybe, yeah. Maybe you'll get a kick out of him. When you retire, you need something to do. (laughs) Steve-O. Sit around and play with your new toys. (laughs) Steve-O. Oh, well, we'll see what happens here. Uh, Curious to to check out the new Jackass movie as well. I'm assuming Steve-O makes it through the movie. If he's talking about retirement He's got big plans. (laughs) Real big plans. I saw this headline, and at first I'm like, is this funny? And, but it's not. I, I listened to the audio. It's a, it's a weird headline. A Michigan teacher is arming her students with hockey pucks, and this has started a, a debate on TikTok. She posted a TikTok video, and we know that this is a, a problem in the United States with active shooters in schools, and recently there was a, a shooting in Michigan at a school, tragically. Well, a teacher is giving some advice to other teachers out there, and this is what it is. Hey, teachers. So if you're like me, you've probably been doing a lot of thinking recently about your school safety. I just had an idea and I want to share it, so feel free to steal it. But here's my classroom. I have these big windows along the back wall. My kids know that plan A is always just to get out of that middle window and run across the street. But of course, plan B is barricade the door and fight. You all know this. My issue here is my door. It used to be metal and now it's wooden. I can still lock it, but I have this giant window here. So I thought, what can I give every single student to prepare themselves? I thought a hockey puck. It can really hurt you, especially 30. You can keep them on the desk like this, but my kids just fidgeted with them. So then I got smart. I got some double-sided tape, some scissors, and I just cut a strip of tape for every puck, put a puck under every single desk within reach, and that way kids can use them if they need them. Obviously, it's just a deterrent, but it definitely makes us feel a little bit better. What? Yes. How old are these kids and how hard can they throw? This is this is so stupid for so many reasons. Sticking the pucks underneath. Like, you know in the movie when they have, they'll have a gun under the desk? 
Yeah, yeah. And die hard when he tapes it to his back. Right, the mob boss's office. They've got hockey pucks taped under the, the desk. I know it sounds silly and it sounds funny, but when I listened to the audio, I was like, man, this is just sad. The fact that this teacher, you know, on top of everything else she has to deal with, and I know we, we tease teachers from time to time, but you got to deal with a lot when you're responsible for all those kids every day. And on top of the regular teacher stuff, you now have to worry that your door is wood instead of metal mm-hmm. in case someone comes in shooting the place up. You got to think if the kids can't get out the window and run to safety, what do they have to throw at the, the person with the gun? And then you got to come up with a solution. Hockey pucks. Yeah, they hurt. But what would it make that big of a difference? I would love it if it did. That would be a great story. If an active shooter was thwarted by a classroom of kids who just launched hockey pucks at his head. Yeah, unless they're the Mighty Ducks kids, I don't see it happening. A nice little knuckle puck to the <laughs> And you watch it nose. like fly spinning in the air at the, at the bad guy. I could see marbles if you dumped a bunch of marbles out the window and the guy trips and falls. I don't know. It just seems so stupid. Yeah. Because the door would have to be open to throw the puck. I mean, it's better than nothing, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's just one of those things where it makes the kids feel confident, like they have something, you know, right. maybe so they feel slightly less helpless. But um, to to go f- as far as to m- think this is a good presentation to make to your fellow teachers as an option for their class, yeah, sad. But again, but again, if, if there, what's the solution otherwise? Metal doors. <laughs> Metal doors, something Step better one. than nothing. I guess the hockey puck, if I was in that situation, I'd rather have a hockey puck than not have anything, right? Yeah, I mean, at that point, you have chairs in the class, you have stuff, like, you have hard-covered books, I don't know. Right, but it really is, it's like a home-alone approach to fighting back against somebody with a gun, and I know Home Alone's a great movie, but plot hole, Kevin McAllister would have been a sitting duck. Yeah. It's time for sports. We're joined by Devin Peacock, our sports guy. More football to get to, Dev. You say you've got some news for me. Uh, I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. I'm all ears. I have a feeling Tom Brady is retiring. Now, this is not exclusive uh, to me, of course. There's lots of people who think this. But when you think back to how Tom Brady left New England... There seem to me to be some similarities towards what he's saying right now about Tampa. Now, if you remember back in New England days, he was uh, putting his house for sale. He was not giving, you know, firm answers in terms of will he be back? He was just leaving it open to interpretation. And in Tom Brady's world, that's almost to me, confirmation that he's going to do the thing you don't want him to do. So Patriots fans didn't want him to leave. He left. Bucks fans don't want him to retire. I feel he's going to retire because he's talking about his family, says it's not always what he wants. He wants to prioritize his family. And when you think about it, he's 44 going on 45. He did say he wanted to play until he was 45. And his oldest son is now going into high school And as a father, you know this, you know, there's only so much time you have with your kids. And I can understand how he'd want to get the most of that before his son goes off to college and starts his own life and doesn't want to have anything to do with him. 
Sure, but if he stays in the league for seven more years, he could potentially play with his son. His son could get drafted. <laughs> Do you think Brady would go out on a low note? He seems like a competitive guy that wouldn't want to retire after a loss. I don't think he'd want to, but there's no guarantee next year will be any better than this year. This year was worse than last year. This year's team for the Bucks was not as accomplished, not as talented as last year. He was also having a lot of trouble with his wide receivers. He wasn't vibing with them the same way he was last year. They had injuries. He supported Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown then also turned on him in a very public way. I think that was uh, a real uh, hard time for Tom Brady. So so there's no guarantee that next year would be a rebound from this year. Kind of being a sucky baby. He loses one time and he decides to retire. <laughs> oh, I didn't win the Super Bowl again this year. I'm going to retire. Uh, Antonio Brown still wants to play in the league, though. Where does he want to go? He wants to go over to Baltimore. He was on a podcast uh, the other day saying he wants to play with Lamar Jackson. And I don't blame him. Lamar Jackson's great. I don't know if Lamar Jackson wants to play with him or if any NFL team wants to bring him in the way he publicly melted down in Tampa Bay and then celebrated their loss after they lost on Sunday as well. Uh, Antonio Brown is not someone I would necessarily want to bring into my locker room. Talking football with Devin Peacock, playing the Who, reminded me of, of this story. Um, have you seen the logo for the Super Bowl this year? Some people are saying it looks like the logo was involved in some unnecessary roughness. <laughs> You got it there, Jim? Super Bowl LV. Okay, I'm seeing it. It looks like a, your standard Super Bowl logo is just the trophy with the Roman numerals. But doesn't it look like the numerals have blood running down them? <laughs> Am I looking at the same one? Super Bowl LVI. This is the, the NBC Super Bowl 56 logo. First of all, it, it sounds like CSI a little bit. <laughs> okay. LVI. Super Bowl LVI. Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, but the, the logo that NBC is using, it has LVI and it's got red palm trees is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But from a distance, it looks like blood splatter like something from dexter people are saying uh, like there's blood dripping down the letters are you not seeing that not really like i'm trying to i'm trying to squint here i could see it because there's like a grady there's like a two-tone red thing and i could see it almost looks like a, a cup full of blood almost like there's like a wave of liquid and that the there's blood I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be generous here but I would never see that initially just by looking at it because it's orange maybe like you Miami have vice you have a high uh higher definition uh, look at it than I do here because what I'm looking at looks totally looks like blood running down mm. the letters, which makes me want to watch the game even more. <laughs> yeah, isn't that why we Kill love them! football? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and just uh, you know, I just thought I'd let you know about that. Okay, good to know. <laughs> but they're palm trees. Where is the Super Bowl this year? I was assuming Florida. If there's the Los right? Angeles. Yeah, LA, no, it's okay. a palm tree place for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Also, a ton of murders in Los Angeles, so maybe it is supposed <laughs> to be blood. Oh, you know what else they have there? The Bloods and the Crips. Hmm. <laughs> you know who's not going to like that logo? Oh, the Crips. The Crips. <laughs> 
Talking about groceries, everyone has has the grocery store on their mind right now because the price of everything seems to be a lot higher than it used to be. Also, you have uh, bare shelves in some cases. You go to buy something, they don't have any in stock. It's frustrating. Experts are saying, don't freak out. Things will return to normal sooner than later. But, I mean, the prices... You mentioned cottage cheese a couple minutes ago, Jim. That's one that gets me. I, I can remember when the big tub of cottage cheese was $4.50, and yeah. I thought that was outrageous. <laughs> now it's like 7 or 8 bucks, depending on what mm. store you're going to. You eating a lot of cottage cheese? I get a tub every time I go uh, <laughs> grocery shopping. That's a lot of cottage cheese. That's a big bagel fella. Well, I also have two children. What do they eat cottage cheese on? Crackers and stuff? Or they, what? They'll put it in a little bowl. Maybe a couple huh. goldfish crackers in there too. Not eating enough cottage cheese. It's not on the list. Do you I not really... buy cottage cheese? No. But I did. I, I heard that food prices in general are up 8%, I think, across the board. So, hey, But that cottage cheese, that's up like 30%. A woman has posted, well, also I'm, I'm old, so I may be remembering cottage cheese prices from 1988. <laughs> <laughs> In my day, cottage cheese cost a nickel. (laughs) There's a a woman who's gone viral. She posted um, what she was able to get for $100 at her local grocery store. This is a Canadian woman. Not sure what province she's in, but uh, spent $100. She got some coffee creamer. Looks like a thing of sugar. A couple of uh, uh, soup bases. Some chicken thighs, eggs. Three bags of milk. And a couple loaves of bread and some bacon, iced tea as well. And she thinks that's pathetic for a hundred bucks. For a hundred bucks, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. The prices are definitely up, and I think they're only going up. They say that gas prices are going to be a buck eighty this summer, oh so that's going to increase prices of food. Obviously, yeah, it's not good. And and anytime the price goes up, it obviously disproportionately affects poorer people. So, eight percent to some people isn't much, but to other people who are living. You know, paycheck to paycheck. It's tough. And then at the end of the year, the average Canadian family spends 12000 I think, on food. And now there's an extra $1,000. I can remember being a single guy and just starting my first job. And, and I had to budget to, uh, for, for groceries. <laughs> I think it was 40 bucks every time I got paid. So 40 bucks for two weeks. And I was able to make that stretch somehow. A lot of peanut butter sandwiches, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Nothing glamorous, <laughs> but it's, I don't. I don't think forty bucks would do it for two weeks for one person anymore. No, no. And it's obviously way worse when you have kids. You can cut corners and be a little hungry when you don't have kids. But um, you know, what? I'm always blown away by how you know some food. I'm like, why does this cost so much? This is like asparagus. I'm like, why does this cost so much? On the other hand, bananas. How are bananas? Still so cheap. They're shipped across the planet, <laughs> and they're eighty nine cents for a bu- for a bunch for like seven of them. I I, I do not understand. No, they're not. They're like a, it's like a buck eighty for a for for a bunch of bananas. Yeah, compared to like you know a crown of broccoli, which is like six bucks or something. You know, I I just I don't understand. Okay. Bananas are are the cheapest thing Jim, on the planet. Jim, stop talking about it. Last thing we need is the banana people <laughs> to realize to realize they here. could be charging more for bananas. No, that's not what I'm putting out there. Super expensive. We're always already getting killed with the cottage cheese, buddy. <laughs> Don't drive up the banana market. Oh, my bad.
Yeah, it's it's not easy out there. We're all in the same situation. Hopefully something happens, something changes. I mean, you look at the price of everything. Can't just keep going up forever, can it? We all know Meatloaf passed away last week. Well, he got a... This is one heck of a tribute. The Queen's Guard... He got the royal treatment. Queensguard paid tribute to Meatloaf by performing this at Buckingham Palace. Best part of that meatloaf cover is that when the queen launched a Harley off a ramp right at the climax, <laughs> flames in the background. I would do anything for love. Isn't that Prince Andrew's theme song? Oh, yikes. <laughs> but he won't do that. But he did do that. <laughs> Apparently he did. <laughs> Yeah, Meatloaf as well. And this always happens when uh, a big celebrity musician passes away. Meatloaf is now, uh, his album sales are pacing. He could be back into the uh, top 10 this week with Bad Out of Hell. Uh, his streams rose 4,650% after word of his death. Album sales jumped by 18,684%. That's big. And that's still not going to make him number one. That's only going to get him in the top 10. Songs sales skyrocketed by 33,793%. Jeez. I mean, maybe he was selling zero albums. Right, so I don't know, but that seems maybe like a hell just of one a or lot. two, one or two. I uh, mean, that album week has before. sold 40 million yeah. copies, I think. One of the biggest selling albums of all time, Bad Out of Hell, and it's great. And it, it's cool that a younger generation is now going to discover it. It's just unfortunate always when it's with artists, musicians, whoever it is, it's unfortunate that they have to die for this to happen mm-hmm. later in their in their careers a lot of the time. But uh, pretty cool, uh, Meatloaf, getting some love and, and getting the uh, recognition that... Uh, he deserves because that is one of the great albums of all time for sure. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.